0: Welcome to the inaugural podcast of Danforth Dialogues. Each month, we will bring you leadership insights from a wide range of guests. We're going to start our series, though, with insights gleaned as we and others face the most challenging global health crisis in a century, the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, over time, I'm sure we're going to transition to other leadership insights that we know are gonna help you no matter what your profession. But because of the time and space we continue to find ourselves, we think it is appropriate that we focus first on the lessons learned during the COVID-19 pandemic. We also occasionally will feature longer podcasts, which we will describe as conversations of significance with key leaders from a broad array of backgrounds, including business, government, healthcare, and education. Let me begin with telling you though, a little bit about Morehouse School of Medicine. So Morehouse School of Medicine is an independent freestanding medical school founded in 1975 to educate physicians and other medical professions to work in underserved urban and rural communities that have historically lacked access to quality healthcare. The medical school was started as a two-year institution at Morehouse College, hence why we find ourselves in this historic location, Danforth Chapel. Now, as you may know, Morehouse College is the alma mater of a number of African-American men, including my husband, who continue to be models of leadership in our country, including Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., former Atlanta Mayor Maynard Jackson, former political icon Julian Bond, noted actor Samuel L. Jackson, and of course, the founding dean of the Morehouse School of Medicine, the former U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services Dr. Lewis W. Sullivan. Now with that kind of legacy, it seemed appropriate for us to return to our roots for our series as we bring you this podcast about leadership in this iconic and historic Danforth Chapel on the Morehouse College campus. Danforth, a small, picturesque chapel tucked away on campus is the perfect place really to host this podcast because of its own unique history. William Danforth, former president of the Ralston Purina Company, provided funds to build 15 Danforth chapels on college campuses from the late 1930s to the mid 1950s. The Morehouse Chapel was built in 1955 and is the only one That resides at a historically black college and university. It's really one of a kind and this is what inspired us to name our podcast the Danforth Dialogues. I also must confess I have a personal connection to this chapel because 27 years ago my daughter was christened here in Danforth Chapel by Dr. Robert Franklin, one of the presidents of Morehouse College. However, I also want to share with you that we are fortunate to have Mr. Terry Walker, Director of Chapel Relations at Morehouse College, and he's going to join us to provide more background on the Danforth Chapel at Morehouse College. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Walker.
1: Well, thank you so much, Dr. Montgomery Rice. It's a pleasure being with you here having shared in a faith and and health summit with you, where you spoke with a a group of pastors Mm -hmm. over at the the chapel library at the Martin Luther King Jr. International Chapel. Mm -hmm. So it's good to be with you as a part of this
0: dialogue. Well, thank you. And so let's start our discussion with William Danforth. Who was he and why did he make this donation to start this chapel at Morehouse College?
1: Well, in addition to his business acumen, Mm -hmm. He, uh, he was a man of sincere and deep faith, and it was that faith that drove him to also provide support for ba- various uh, organizations, philanthropic causes, and that sort of thing. And uh, William Danforth had the occasion of having dinner with, uh, along with his wife, with Dr. Benjamin Elijah Mays oh and goodness. his wife. Yes. Uh-huh. And that began, that was 1942, mm-hmm. and that began a solid relationship between the two of them, because they connected on both those levels. There mm-hmm. was a sense of a strong intellect and, and a sense of a business model and that sort of thing. But then there was also this intangible, what is that spiritual connection, that mm-hmm. that faith driver that causes you to be who you really are?
0: Right, right. More
1: than what you know, Right. Uh, what, what you sense in your spirit is a part of your life.
0: Right. I, I definitely uh, have had the occasion, because I was in college here, I had the occasion to see Dr. Mays, and so when you look at all the leaders across the range of fields that have graduated from Morehouse College, the ones that he touched, what did Dr. Mays do to jumpstart that legacy?
1: Interestingly enough, at that time, there was a compulsory daily chapel, (laughs) and Dr. Mays was generally the speaker for that, and Mm -hmm. he always told the faculty, if you meet a student, And you see something in their life that's missing. Mm -hmm. Stop then and insert whatever that is that they need to be their most complete selves. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that was a part of how he lived. And that was a part of how he taught. That was a part of how he inspired. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one thing, I worked with uh, Dr. Lawrence Edward Carter Sr., who was the first dean, the founding dean of the Martin Luther King Jr. International Chapel. And as he was coming to become that dean, he discovered that in the Pittsburgh Courier, beginning in 1946, Mm -hmm. there were a series of over a thousand articles that were written, most of which related directly to the chapel talks that Dr. Mays had made before the students. Mm -hmm. And one of our most iconic photographs is a photograph of Dr. Mays speaking from the podium and there's a young student, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., sitting on the front row, just all ears to hear what Dr. Mays had to say.
0: Now that wasn't in Danforth Chapel, though. No, that, that was, was in, in Sale Hall, because that is where okay. Chapel was. My okay. husband has many stories. My husband's name is Melvin Rice, so that okay. uh, our audience okay. would know that he does have a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that uh, mm-hmm. you know many stories mm-hmm. about Sale Hall. And so, you know, on this campus, we just are so fortunate Mm -hmm. to have so many places that have such a rich history. And we have so many leaders that have made such an impact on shaping the future, not just of the men who were happened to be at Morehouse College, Mm -hmm. but uh, really uh, of the future. I think about something that Dr. Thomas always says to me. He says, if you go into the cafeteria, at Morehouse College at 12 o'clock. That is probably the only place you can go to in this country to see a thousand black men Mm -hmm. who are about the business of their business to make a difference and make a change so thank you so much for joining us today mr walkin giving us a better perspective on Danforth Chapel at Morehouse College and why we need to do this series My here
1: one of the please well. please uh, this chapel was built to be a meditation chapel mm-hmm. that's the reason it only seats 70 so mm-hmm. as you can imagine there would be no way you could get the entire student body into this space. But it is a place that at that time, early on when it was built, students would come and meditate from time to time. We have a group of students who will come and have a prayer session uh, Uh from time to time, usually Uh on Thursday evenings. Uh So this is still very active. But I want to say one other thing about that relationship with uh, the Danforth family is that when they established the Danforth Foundation, they also made a gift to establish the Benjamin Elijah Mays chair in psychology, okay, all right, two hundred fifty thousand dollars toward that. So that relationship that they had was uh, based on having expected outcomes. What mm-hmm. can we do to improve the quality of the education, both in terms of their their mind, body, and spirit, mm-hmm. at Morehouse College through their support and uh, a part of. Uh, Dr. Mates' role is that he's often referred to as both the intellectual and spiritual mentor of Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, and right. that all grew out of some of the same uh, ethos mm-hmm. that provided
0: development, it continues to provide a development for our students. Here you continue to affirm for me that we are in the right place yes. to have yes. conversations about leadership.
1: There are those who would say the spirit of the ancestors will brood over you. All right.
0: Well, that's why my daughter was Christian. Yes. yes. And she's a Spellman graduate. Oh. So of course, so we keeping it all connected.
1: The, in fact, many Morehouse, uh, uh, Spellhouse, uh, yes, right. <laughs> as they describe them, are married here when they really want an intimate setting mm-hmm. of family and the spirit to unite them together. This is one of the
0: places that they come to right. that. Again, thank you so much for joining well, us. thank you for having me. All right. All right. Take care.